There are lots of stories and rumors about secret societies at elite colleges. Skull and Bones is the oldest and most notorious secret college society in America. Not much is known about what goes on at Skull and Bones, but you can easily find its headquarters on the campus of Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm out there on the hunt for wild and true stories from New York to Boston. Skull and Bones is not like any of the other brick buildings on Yale's campus. It's an ominous rectangular monolith with elements of Greco-Roman and Egyptian styles of architecture. It's a windowless building, and so it's called a tomb. David Allen Richards was a member in the 60s, and he's the author of a new book called Skulls and Keys. It's about the history of Yale's secret societies. Today, we look at the so-called tomb under a nearby overpass. And not just because it's raining. Members aren't allowed to even speak in front of the building. And I definitely couldn't get a tour. So tell me what would happen if we were just to go up and just knock on the door. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming they wouldn't just let us in. No, they certainly wouldn't let you in. There is a metal lock on the huge bronze doors, and if you pulled it, it would ring, but given modern security, it would be possible to see who was on the outside, and you wouldn't gain admission. Most people don't know what really goes on beyond those huge bronze doors. Richards can't tell us because he's sworn to secrecy, but the Skull and Bones reputation is notorious. Rumors have flown around for more than a century about what goes on in this building. They might have the nuclear launch codes. It might house the skull of Geronimo. It's even said that new recruits are hazed as they lie naked in coffins. But Skull and Bones didn't start out focused on secrecy. Richard says when it was formed in 1832, it was designed to teach the students of Yale the art of public speaking. As children of the Enlightenment, the only way that they could succeed in a rising nation was through extemporaneous speech. In 1832, Yale didn't teach extemporaneous speech. The society's first 15 members met every Thursday night, and they sat in a circle. Each member had five minutes to give a speech on a chosen topic. The boys were training themselves to become public men in the bar, in the pulpit, and in the legislature. A lot of big names passed through the skull and bones doors, from poet Archibald McLeish to the historian David McCullough. Three presidents were members, William Howard Taft and both Bushes. Skull and Bones' most notorious moment in the spotlight was probably the 2004 election. Both presidential candidates had been in Skull and Bones. George W. Bush, class of 68, and John Kerry, class of 66. Then that was pretty exciting to the conspiracy mongers because this is a club that has only 800 living members, and two members of it were running for the presidency and the leadership of the free world. For most of history, the club was all male. Skull and Bones accepted its first female pledges, they call them taps, in the early 1990s. But Richards argues Yale's secret societies were fairly progressive, at least more so than Yale at large. They offered membership to a black student in the 1940s, and welcomed their first gay members in the 1960s. Yale University has dozens of secret societies today, at least 47 by some counts. Each one is a little different. 
and most are surrounded by wild rumors and conspiracies. Skull and Bones is one of what's called the Big Three, along with Scroll and Key and Wolf's Head. Wolf's Head is supposed to have the largest water bill in Connecticut because of its swimming pool. That may go along with its silverware from Hitler uh, after World War II. Bones is supposed to have the nuclear codes. I don't say whether they're true or not, but they're kind of fun to talk about. A lot of members enjoy the public's endless speculation over what's true. In 2015, Yale's campus paper published a satirical quiz that's supposed to assign students to their ideal secret society based on factors like, has anyone in your family been elected to federal government? But also, do you like to drink rum? What did you think of the movie Dead Poet Society? It's an irreverent take on a culture that's taken a lot more seriously by people who are never anywhere near it than by people who actually take part in it. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, and I'm looking for fascinating stories and histories on the road from New York to Boston. Boston. 